So, we, I don't know if we needed to apologize, but we called an audible last episode during the ad break and decided to just end the episode at 50 minutes uh, and pick up leaving people hanging in suspense. As they should be, just like a, a great book. We left them. We left them right when things got juicy. Yeah. Yeah. We, and <laughs> we, we literally took a page from the Hardy Boys. Yes, um, we did. But the originals and not the rewrites. Because as we discussed last episode, these books are letting this, this drama of the boy falling into the mill race is about to unfold, spoiler alert, over at over two chapters. Two chapters! Not just one, but two chapters! Uh, and the first one is called, it's chapter eight, Joe's Courage. Yeah, and, and Joe is very courageous. Uh, uh, <laughs> not only is he maybe. courageous, but he's also wearing a lot of clothing. Which the Hardy yeah, Partytron 3000 stripped him. <laughs> He's like, no, you're losing more than that coat. Yeah, so our boy falls in and Joe immediately, Joe in the lead, he starts running, taking off his coat. And I was just like, okay, here we go. We know what else is going to follow. But no, also he stops there. Also, once again, they, I'm struggling to picture a, a weather condition. Where they already went swimming this morning. Yeah. And that's when Chet tied all their stuff together. I don't I can't picture a day where I would both want to go swimming and be wearing a coat. Those yeah, are mutually exclusive make for me. Any sense whatsoever. On swimming day, you won't you won't catch me in a coat. Yeah. I am not in a coat. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Catching the coat? It's too smack coat. with a hammer. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, well done, as Phil Hoffman says. So um, he he goes in there, and this is one thing that I had issues with, right? So they're talking Wait, about the Wait, did you the, say this is race. one thing that you have issues with, or this is the one oh, thing you have issues with? No, I said this is one thing okay, I have good. issues with. I wanted to make okay. sure there wasn't one of, only one, one thing. One of the first, uh, and, and this just... <sighs> So here's a description. It says, just below the mill race, the river was full of rocks and the rapids dashed over them in boiling fury, fury of, uh, of spray and foam. Now, Sean, if you heard that the river was full of rocks with these rapids just dashing over them, would you kick off your shoes? That's a great point. No. Right? No, I wouldn't. Un yeah, unless you can see the jagged rocks protruding from the water and these rapids slamming into them. If you're laying on your back, then your feet first. You might catch your foot against a rock and slash it open. If you're riding the rapids, baby. See, but this then makes me think, what were shoes made of in the <laughs> 1920s? Because odds are, if these uh, these were probably they, they were made from bread. <laughs> You don't want to attract the ducks, Sean. <laughs> Quickly, Joe and a flock of ducks raced for the boy. <laughs> oh, I'm 
It's a fair question. Though. I am working so hard <laughs> on a bread shoe pun, and I just can't do it. I wanted yeah, like like I, I don't Air know Jordan, breads. but I couldn't. I I couldn't come up with like a. What would the Jordan stand-in be? Like oh, okay. Air Here's, bunny bread. Air, no, that just doesn't. Air wonders. I'm gonna have to just. That's not bad. Types of bread, because I, I think it's all within the bread. You gotta. Let's build this uh, together. I mean, yeah, if we're not yeah, gonna nail yeah. the joke out of the gate, let's let's <laughs> no, workshop we're gonna, it. We're gonna take time, and and audience gets to come along with us. Uh, well, this isn't good. But Puma is almost like Peta, but there's nothing there. No, uh, no. I, th- I think we got like one of the classics. Like, I feel like rye is the like if you just say wheat, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't do enough because wheat can be its own thing. I feel like rye this bread. Is a tough one. Pumpernickel. Oh, Reebok mm. made the pumps. The Reebok, Reebok pumpernickels. That could work. <laughs> I don't love it. That's. I, I yeah. I'm not mad at that though. And I just. How about, I don't oh. know enough about. He's got it. Hear me stomping in my Air Force buns. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, you know I it. like the Air Force buns. That's where it's at. Here we it, go. That didn't take long to get to either. Good for you. I'm glad we took the time out of our day to work out a shoe bread pun. Yeah, there's more there, though. I'm just thinking oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> of, I mean, we got, we got hush puppies. There's so many other shoes. I love hush puppies. The problem is I'm not a shoesman. I don't know much about shoes. What are those leather sandals that everybody has? People have leather sandals? They're like back when we were like younger. The... Everyone, like, oh, Bur... my goodness. Birkenstocks. Bur- uh, Birkenstock. That's what it is. Yeah. I never had those. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't. I'm trying to think of Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. There's something there. Are we still going off bread? You know, with with the absence of either of us maintaining the Hardy and Sons Instagram, maybe we should start a subreddit, <laughs> a safe place where people That's can come. Good. Because I, I think putting it out there for shoe bread puns. I think that's actually a great idea. Because I, I hope that that our listeners right now are all yelling shoe bread puns that we're missing just screaming these I, I, things into the void, just on their, I would say like on the treadmill at the gym, but that's not safe. Um, so wherever they are in this? seclusion. I've, I've, I've got one. Oh. And it's not good. You ready? Yeah. It, this should not be said, but I'm sort of changing the pronunciation just a bit. Birkenstock. Croutons. No, that doesn't work. I'm not even gonna go for it. Were you going he for like a crouton put, stock? I was going for crouton stock, okay. but it just doesn't work. I like the image of just a bunch of croutons put together with toothpicks that you wear on your feet, and every time you step, it just crunches. And I could see but not just, wanting to jump into a, a boiling stream with your yeah with the with, with, your the, with the crouton stock. stock. <laughs> <laughs> You hit you hit it with Air Force buns. Air Force buns is is the the one to beat. But yeah, which but I think it's I, beatable. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know about that. I typed in Air Force buns by the way, and there is a shoe that is made from bread, 
and they took the crust of the shoe to make the Nike sign and to make just the the trimming of the shoe. It's pretty fantastic. Sean, this is a thing. Well, there's 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 a lot of bread sneakers online. I'm just gonna type in bread sneakers. Oh man, I see that. That's a beautiful bread sneaker. Dude, yeah. And oh! <laughs> loafers! <laughs> loafers! <laughs> it was right there. It's right there! Come on. What are we doing? Dang it! Oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, these are a thing. Well, I gotta say, I don't see anything that says loafers yet. Maybe we we might have made this. Yeah, I don't, this I don't, could I, be us. I'm gonna stop looking because I don't want to cheat. Loafers was good. Yeah. Loafers was amazing, sir. Yeah, uh, loafers. I feel like with loafers we can move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we and uh, and we we continue going on. I will say that with these bread puns, though, I think we rose to the occasion. Yeah, when you said bread puns, I imagine bread puns written on a wall, like in The Shining with red rum, but it just says bread, bread puns. Bread so now puns. I'm trying to think what, what bread puns backwards is. Well, I only said what I just said because I, I said we rose to the occasion making like a a yeast um, rising sort of thing. I get it. Yeah. 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 It worked. It worked for me. Okay. It was just beyond me. It was over me. I was reading, Sean. I was reading. Yeah, we, we do that to each other now. <laughs> okay? That was the problem. I loafers. wasn't fully giving you my attention, and loafers. I apologize. Come on. With the loafers! That was so good. Yeah, I'm glad we worked it out. Uh, but <laughs> So he kicks off his shoes and his coat, jumps into the boiling river. So he tries to... And I like this. So Joe is trying to grab... What's his name now? It's not Ken Blake. Uh, it's Lester. We don't know that Lester. yet, technically, in the book, but his name okay. is Lester. So, Joe is trying to grab this boy, and the boy is just seizing. He obviously he can't swim, so he's just throwing his arms and everything around, trying to stay afloat. And Joe is a smart dude, and he knows I can't get that close to him because he's going to swat me. So instead, he swims up behind him to try try and get a hold of him. And this is my favorite thing that Joe does. He just says, hold steady. And he shouts above the roar of the waters, hold steady, keep cool. And all I could think was, you know, Joe used to work with horses. Easy, girl. <laughs> Whoa. Hold steady. Whoa. <laughs> or he just has been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 too much. That's a good girl. Easy, girl. Never played it. Oh, I was well, gonna Arthur play it while horse. I watched uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," but you know, yeah, life got in the well, way. Well, you should. Uh, yeah, I hear that. Oh, I don't know why, Sean. Nah, it wasn't even to get Jimmy Stewart. My goodness, Brett's right. Mine does stink. Uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. So, so Joe's idea to swim up behind him. The narrator gives us that like common, like everyone knows this uh, of the. Jo oh, yeah. Joe knew that the unreasoning grip of a drowning person is of the utmost danger. So he managed yeah. to stay at an arm's length and at the back of the boy. I did not know that. I didn't either. But when he said it, I was just like, that kind of makes sense. But what if the boy uh, is like double jointed in the shoulders? <laughs> so oh, that's a good point. His arms fully can rotate. 
Like, cause if I'm swimming, I can still do this. I don't know if you're safer in the back or the front. Like my arms can flail. And then you're kicking. What if he's kicking back? So then you got to watch out for the nards. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do a gritty reboot of the Mythbusters series, but only exploring <laughs> situations that happen in these Hardy Boys in books. The, yeah. Like, I like that a lot. In this segment, can Jamie outrun a bull attempting to retrieve his boot <laughs> from a field? I, uh, I want to do this, and I think that's a good little web series down the line. A little two-minute episode. Hardy Boys Mythbusters. Yeah. There's a good pun in there somewhere, but I don't know if we're going to go down that road right now. We're not. I can, okay. I can promise you. I almost went down, as you were talking about horses, uh, I was going to go down horseshoes. Made out of bread, <laughs> bread horseshoes. Um, but I, I was only gonna have to stop at like they're high in iron. I, I would have been so upset if that didn't come out on this podcast. <laughs> if I told you later. <laughs> yeah, the horseshoes. That is so horse good. Horse bread shoes. Horse bread shoes. Steel cut oats. Golly, dude, pretty nice. Horse bread, no bread horseshoes. I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, because if I type in bread the wrong way, it could be like horseshoes that were bred by other horseshoes. That's where horseshoes come from. <laughs> like breeding, yeah, like breeding. Uh, uh, this is not a thing, though. In case you're wondering, I know. Um, there is bread in the shape of horseshoes, and there's also this like cheese fry that looks really good that's just called a horseshoe, and I, I guess it's a recipe from all recipes. And it just looks like good crinkle fries with cheese on them. Oh, and it's from Springfield, Illinois. I, we should check this place out. Oh, it's on a burger! Oh, they put cheese fries on a burger! <laughs> just, oh, my goodness! I'm just watching you go on this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a dash of hot sauce, a dash of salt, black pepper, shredded cheese, two cups of half and half. A horse hoof. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of Mr. Ed. Uh, Do the right some thing. Some glue. Demand free range horse glue. <laughs> so hold steady. He's talking to him. Uh, yeah, so again, I, I have underlined every time it says jagged rocks just to just be like, and the boy took off his shoe. Joe could see the jagged rocks silhou- silhouetted against the background of flying spray and foaming water. And Lester could see the regret in Joe's eyes for having removed his Air Force buns. <laughs> loafers. God. Dang loafers. Yeah. That was so good, and we were going to blaze right past it. Yeah. That's, I'm, uh, I'm very wait. proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm a breadman now. Uh, so, men, so they're trying men. to swim toward the bank, but they're not making any progress. The current was too, too strong for Joe. The other lads running along the bank were watching the scene in consternation. And this is something which I feel like is different in, in the Hardytron 3000 rewrite. They, like, there's so much chaos. And maybe that's why it's, like, faster. But there's a yeah. point that we are not yet to where Frank decides that he'll become involved yeah because at this point he's out of the game he's just sort of watching in consternation note but you know not yeah not 
with any sort of activity or progress. Yeah, he's an action man. He needs to he needs to get in on this. Well, he's making plans, and we find out I think in the next chapter that he made a plan for something that happened in an instant. He already had a plan for it. He just doesn't Ooh. do action. Yeah, he's a plansman, he's pl- which I do like. So he stops at the bank and, of course, throws off that coat. First thing to go. I'm, I'm dropping this coat. Then he started to untie his shoelaces in order to kick his light shoes aside. And I thought, of course, Frank has light-up shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got L.A. gear yeah, baby. <laughs> this t- every step he takes, there's those like children's shoes that are like pew, like a little lightning bolt in them. Pew, pew. Did you have a pair of those Frank, as a kid? Frank, well, yeah, of course. I have a pair of them now. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm a cool guy. I just though I'm not a sleuth going around into buildings right up. No wonder they always get spotted. Frank's got his light shoes on. <laughs> Did you see that back there? <laughs> that Japanese silk. It's lighting up. <laughs> You had to wear your light robe too, Frank. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, well, I get what you're saying. The the shoes from the light are going through the silk. The ghost. Yeah. Um. Oh. Right before that, we we skipped the sentence. Uh, they're watching. Um, being the boys are being swept closer and closer to the rapids. Number of rocks rising above the oh, surface. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to help him. Exclaimed Frank suddenly. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Frank. How is he going to help him? He's going to take off his coat. And start to untie his shoelaces. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he's helping. Don't fully kick him off, though. Yeah. He's got to take the light shoes off because they conduct uh, electricity. What? Did you say what? I did. That was was my light joke. Yeah, that was very good. Thank that you, sir. That was Sarah. very oh, thank good. You, thank you. This this whole thing is high voltage. It's a uh, it's a very dangerous situation. That wasn't good, but I hope the current. See now, now you've just got me amped up to do electrical puns. Yeah, I, I know. I should <laughs> go ahead. Shoot for oh, it. Shoot for the stars. Oh, there. Thank you. <laughs> um. So. Uh, so Joe finds a rock. Uh, it's a it barely sticking out of the water. He gets his hand on it, and then he gets his arm around it. The rest of the rock was wide and flat and lay just a few inches beneath the surface. Slowly, Joe clambered onto this precarious refuge, dragging the half-conscious boy with him. The rock was big enough to provide foothold for them both. So seems like we're about to get relief. They're, they're getting themselves yeah. to this rock. Uh, boy's unable to help himself as he was just limp and weak from his experience. Um, and, uh, just as he was almost on the rock, Joe lost his grip on the lad's collar for a second. Again, we don't know his Mm. name is Lester yet. And this is, this is such a, a rude detail for, for the author to put in, but he loses his grip for a second. The current whirled him to one side. The lad toppled backward, striking his head on the rock. But Joe made a frantic grab for him at imminent risk of precipitating himself into the water again. And that's that's a detail I love because the author's saying, like, yes. really should have just let him die. Like, he has the head injury. There are no doctors. Yeah. Uh, He's gone for And, and Joe, He's Joe gone could for. get into the water again trying to save this this. This corpse of a boy. Dude, 
I would just use him as a flotation device and surf him to safety. Yeah, just absorb the bullets. <laughs> the bullets. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so his fingers... It's called body surfing. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Uh, his fingers closed about the back of the <laughs> lad's shirt, and he managed to haul the boy to safety once more. So let him go just long enough to have long-term brain damage. But now yeah. he's once again re-saved him, and he's a hero. <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> I, I I know your answer to this and I love that it's yes. Have you seen Thumb Tannic? Of course. Yeah. Steve Odenkirk. I've seen everything the man's done. Yeah. He's doing a, he's doing a new Thumb Wars movie. Oh nice. Yeah, he's making fun of the new trilogy. I'm I'm in. Uh there, there's we all are. There's a part in Thumb Tannic when like the boat is sinking and everything, and all of a sudden this giant spider Starts climbing all over the boat, shooting lasers, and then <laughs> yeah. the, the protagonist gets out this other like gun, laser gun, and shoots the spider, which crawls back into the water. As the protagonist yeah. says right into the camera, "Go, crawl back to the hell from which you came," and then everyone cheers, <laughs> like, "Yay, we're saved, we're saved!" And then the boat keeps sinking, <laughs> and that that. That like false sense of like we did it, we did it, and everything's still yeah. bad. And then you realize the real threat. Yeah, that's where we are now. Of like yeah. we saved him, we saved him, but <laughs> we already let him hit his head. We're just now. Yeah, he's already doomed. Clinging to this a boy rock. Is gone. We did it. We saved it. Uh, so then, this is when Joe has the idea. Uh, he calls out uh, to the guys, "Get help! Get a rope!" Uh, hmm. And then it says Frank and Chet lost no time. They fled back toward the old mill. Uh, and I would argue that they had lost a lot of time because there's four guys on the on the shore. Any one of them could have gotten a rope uh, yeah. already. Instead, they've just yeah. been watching in consternation, <laughs> in consternation, but watching nonetheless. Oh. <sighs> I imagine one's doing a John Madden play-by-play as well. One of the boys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, uh, when, when Joe lets go and he hits his head on the rock, just, well, how about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they... Uh, okay, so, so yeah, they, they run and they decide to go towards the house to, for the first time ever... Talk to an adult. Try and get help from an adult, which I thought, way to go, boys. Now, to be fair, Frank though, and Chet. these adults, they watched hit a kid for saying something and then try to strike a kid with a cane. Yeah. So I get yeah. their hesitation that they did not quickly run to these old men uh, yeah. to, to save it. Because the one guy can't even see because his eyebrows are so darn bushy. <laughs> He's not going to be a big help fishing somebody out of the stream. Uh. If you think his eyebrows are bushy, you should see his eyelids. <laughs> his actual eyelids are really hairy. It's unbelievable. They're so thick. They're so thick. <laughs> uh, so uh, the boys run up to the mill, and they're knocking on the door. No one answers. So then they just go in, and that's when yeah. the guys are inside, not happy, and they're like, what are you doing here? And they're like, Actually, they, they do something weirder. The first thing that's said, so the boys burst through the door, and the first thing said is, Hi! <laughs> what do you want? Demanded the man angrily. <laughs> Hi! <Hey. laughs> Next time someone breaks into my house, I'm going to say, 
Hi. Hi. <laughs> what do you want? Hi. Hello. Good evening. Welcome. Mm. What a strange thing to say. Yeah, yeah. He seized Frank by the shoulders and tried to push him back. Of course, that's what you do after you say hello to someone. Yeah, you seize him uh, by the shoulders. Yeah, you gotta seize him by the. And this, this is where it turns into like this weird caveman thing. So, what's going on here? Shouted uh, the man wrathfully. What's all this about? Get out of here, you boys! The sound of voices evidently attracted the attention of a third man, for he too came running out of the shadows, carrying a heavy club, which he was just—he was shaking. He, he brandished. Oh, yeah, brandish, threateningly. Uh, What do you want here, he shouted excitedly. He was short and broad-shouldered with a dirty kerchief knotted around his neck. And I was like, this dude is a Flintstone. He's just this tiny little man with this giant club. Well, I just imagine if he's got a a handkerchief knotted around his neck, did the other guys do the chaw and the beef thing while he was still (laughs) wearing the, the kerchief? He's yeah. got all these knots in his question. kerchief now. <laughs> uh, so we want a rope, Frank explained. Your boy is drowning in the mill race. And I Ooh. I was relieved because the next line is the three men became immediately concerned. They crowded about asking questions, which I'm happy that they're relieved because I was afraid they'd be like, we don't care. We don't have a boy. That's not our boy. You know. Something like That's that. That's what I thought I was going to say. But I did find it weird that they're like, your boy's drowning in the mill race. And then they gather around to ask questions. <laughs> oh, story time. Like, why don't we head toward the mill race <laughs> they together? They Indian style on the ground. <laughs> they just in <laughs> butterfly. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Everyone be quiet. He has the conch shell. He can talk. What boy? Where is he? What do you want to rope for? Well, I just said... Your boy's in the mill race. What do you think the rope is for? Yeah. Bushy brows. <laughs> oh, bushy brows. Uh, and then they go in. They talk about how the boy fell in. Uh, they're both hanging on by this rock down near the rapids. And he's like, get a rope, quick. Hurry up. So, so yeah, so, so they head down, lead the way. And so everyone's now at the bank of the river, uh, Markle stumbled along the bank with the rope. And see, again, this is where this book differs so much from the Hardy Tron 3000 rewrite is <laughs> we get a half a page of them just trying to throw this rope and not making it. And they're taking turns. And then finally, yeah. somebody does throw the rope far enough where it, it makes it to, to Joe. But the fact that they wrote that in of Markle tries to throw it and then the old man gets a couple shots yeah. at it. You, you get some failed attempts here and, and some really close moments where at one, it skims Joe's fingers. Like he almost has it, but nope, yeah, not enough. Just fell short. Markle misjudged the distance. Here, let me try it, demanded the oldest of the three men. Uh, yeah, this is, this is us getting to just live in the tension. Yeah, and this is also what a, a, a man would do in this situation. It's the pickle jar scenario. Like when you're trying to open something and you can't get it open, another guy sees it and is like, well, let me get a crack at that. I got I yeah. to try this. Like, let me 
let me prove my manhood here. That's toxic uh, masculinity right there with rope throwing. Yeah. Of like, you let me get a shot. Let me try this out. It makes it to him. He's like, let it go. Let it go. It's, I want to do one. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's the airplane situation where the person's freaking out and they just <laughs> get keep a hold slapping of her. Doctor, yeah, it's a full class. line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a movie. Uh, so finally, Joe, Joe gets the rope. He puts it around his shoulders and they start pulling him in. Uh, the old man was greatly excited. He had noticed that the boy had not moved and that Joe had to cling to him to keep him from being swept off the rock. Lester, he shouted. Lester, are you all right? So Lester, <laughs> Hardy Tron took Lester, turned it into Ken Blake. As as one does. Uh, he hit his head on a rock and it knocked him out, explained Jerry. I don't think he's hurt badly. Yeah, based on what? <laughs> really, Jerry? He has really? He's, <laughs> he hit his head on a rock and it knocked him out. And he inhaled Jerry's, a lot of water already. Yeah. Jerry says, I, I think he's all right. You know, he hit his head. He was falling in and out of consciousness. We saw him throw up a few times. He started making these random horse noises. I mean, sure, his ears, it's its spewing blood. But honestly, I think it's just a small laceration from the blunt force yeah. trauma. Pop a couple of leeches against, on that thing. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. It's probably just a slight cerebral contusion. He's fine. Chet's got a pocket full of leeches. Take care of this right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pocket full of leeches, another good band name. Oh, not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, are we getting to? I hope we didn't skip past uh, my band name. No, I, we we might have. No, I think it's, it's no, we have coming. Um, uh, so they throw him the rope. They're they're pulling him in. Um. And then, uh, let's see here. The rope was an old one, and Frank noticed Mm -hmm. with alarm that it was worn and frayed. Would it hold? The narrator asks. (laughs) Uh, Bit by bit, they're being drawn in toward the bank. Everybody's pulling from the shore. Uh, But then the current proved too much for the rope. When they were but a few yards from shore, the rope abruptly snapped. The boys... And the men on the bank staggered back as the loose end of the rope spun through the air. Joe and Lester were swept away in the swift current. End of chapter. We have a full chapter where Lester is in the water the entire time. And we're about to start another chapter. He's still in the water. And this chapter is called The Rescue. So Which is a classic uh, title. We've seen the rescue before. We've seen the rescue. And uh, and I'm just so happy we, we get this moment. This is a significant percentage of the book uh, yes. that is just spent on, on this moment. Um, and I'm all about that. Uh, but I think this would be a good spot to take a quick break. Uh, and I can go ahead and promise that when we come back, we will do more. Yes. We will finish this, whole, this next chapter and not just bait and switch and leave you high and dry. Yeah, we don't pull the same joke twice. Sorry about that, everybody. And with that, the boys took a break. The boys took a break. And we're back. And we're back. I think I've said this before, but back when we used to, uh, Scooter and I had a radio show in college, they told us not to say, and we're back, when we came back from commercials, because they didn't want people to think we had left. 
Uh, I want people to think we left. Well, I want that mystery weird, to be there. It's such a weird thing because I feel like no one would bat an eye at that and be like, wait, <laughs> yeah. why do you keep leaving? And so where did they go? We thought so long and hard about it. We couldn't come up with what to say instead. Like what else makes sense? Um, yeah. And, like, and we didn't want to say welcome back because that implied that right. the, the listener left. The, the audience left. So yeah. we ended up just saying the name of our show, which was Late Night Novelty Grooves. So we just sang nice. it. Every time we came back from commercial, we'd be like, late night novelty late groups. Late night novelty groups. Man, I haven't sang that with anyone other than him uh, ever. ever and in a very, very long time. Yeah. That was good. And I, I felt like our harmony was probably better, too. Man, you would have loved our radio show. I probably would have. We had, I always wanted to have a radio we show. We had guests this is on each week uh, that were played by our friends. They were all fictitious characters, and we would give them oh. the tiniest bit of backstory about what they were. Yep. Usually we would do that on air with them, so they would learn about who they are, and then we would do an interview, uh, and they would have yeah. to construct this character live. I was on a show like that where I was given a character named Uncle Revis. There you go. And that was basically all I was told is my name is Uncle Revis, and I am good at impersonations. <laughs> I don't know what else you would need to know. See, we had we had yeah. a Leon Fitzgerald, who was an underwater basket weaving champion. <laughs> um, but my my favorite was Doctor Robert Dunbar, who yes. was a janitor. Uh, he had his doctorate in uh, custodial science and janitorial arts. Um, but at some point, we sang the theme from Star Wars. Only we wrote lyrics to it, which was Dunbar. Janitor Dunbar. <laughs> oh, you, if if there is a record of any I've of these on it. some sort of floppy disk, you let me have I it. I think I have an episode. I think the one episode I have is of an uh, an indoor figure skater. Um, oh, yeah. Or not By indoor, I mean the rink was like, imagine the octagon from UFC only really, really, really tall, and there was ice on the walls, and he would <laughs> okay. figure skate up in this. Uh, it's like the uh, Tom's Twister of uh, figure skating. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I digress. Um, <laughs> so the boys, when we last left them, uh, had just had the rope break. Um, and so chapter nine, the rescue starts with, Frank Hardy had seen that the rope was insecure. He already laid a plan of action. Don't call the rope fat. <laughs> don't, don't fat shame or don't rope. do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Frank had already laid a plan of action in case the rope broke. And this is what I was saying before. Like this is his planning of, no, he wasn't doing anything. He probably could have pulled harder on the rope and gotten him there a little quicker, but uh, yeah. instead he's a plansman. I like that. I like a man with a plan plan, man. Uh, so the rapids were just around the bend in the river. The stream was narrow at that point, and willow trees overhung the bank. The moment the rope broke, Frank leapt into action. Mm. Actually, it's leaped into action. Um, but uh, So he stumbled free of the group and raced along the river bank, bank toward the, the willows. He could see Joe struggling helplessly in the swiftly flowing stream, and he knew that if the current once carried him beyond the willows, his brother would be doomed. 
no human being could live in those tossing rapids. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's ha- serious stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the narrator asks a question. Could he reach <laughs> the trees in time? Would the current oh, carry I'm... Joe and Lester close enough to the bank to enable him oh. to rescue them? Would he be able to hold them until oh. help arrived? Three questions. Three questions. Pop quiz from the narrator. Yeah. <laughs> he should have given it like a, a, a fill-in-the-blank sort of ABC situation where the reader could choose yeah. whether he thought he would go. And then these branch off into different stories. If you said, A, go to page 52. Yeah, choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure, yeah. Uh, wasn't there a Netflix show that was a choose your own adventure? There was something. I think uh, Quibi is doing that too. The new cell phone streaming service from Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's been a few choose your own adventures. I know there's a YouTube series. Um, there's probably a Netflix one too. Netflix releases so much crap. I have no idea what, what they have on their site. I, I just remember it being an interesting like interface to have to choose the questions. Uh, yeah. I feel like it was a Sodenberg thing. Probably. <laughs> yeah. The man who said, I'll never shoot anything that isn't on an iPhone ever again. He's just like, the iPhone is great. Every movie I'm shooting, I'm going to shoot on the iPhone because he did that Unsane movie. And then his next movie is this like $100 million. Well, it's not $100 million, but it is shot digitally. Of course. Big budget digital thing. Yeah. I was like, you, you're such a hypocrite, Sonberg. Hey, he got paid that money. He did. He got paid a lot of ducats. And the movie looks terrible. Obviously. <laughs> it looks like it's shot on an iPhone. <laughs> uh, so the bank suddenly dipped and hurled and blah, 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 and the struggling figure in the stream and blah, blah, blah. Joe, uh, our Frank reached the willows at last. They grew over the smooth and rushing water. How can it be smooth and rushing? <laughs> like this whole... That's a good... The, uh, maybe he meant Russian. Ah, smooth Russian yeah. water. That smooth Russian water. It's vodka. Yes, that vodka water. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so far, luck was with him, for Joe was still a few yards away, but he was still too far out in the water to enable Frank to grasp him as he passed. But Joe had guessed Frank's intention as well as he could, in spite of the fact that he was handicapped by the weight of the unconscious Lester. There it is. Nice. That's a good title. The weight of the unconscious Lester. <laughs> uh, he tried to struggle closer toward the shore. Uh, the current was with him for it swung close to the bend at this point, and it swept Joe directly beneath the overhanging willow to which Frank was clinging, steadying himself with his feet on the bank. Uh, so Frank reaches down. He catches him. The willow bends and sways beneath the added weight, but Frank holds firm. Uh, and then... Uh, he could hear the shouts and sounds of running feet. Uh, and the others say, you know, hang on, we're coming. And Chet was shouting. Why, why did everyone wait upstream by the, with just a yeah. broken rope in their hand? Frank <laughs> left. Why are they not with him this whole time? I have no idea. Cause they're idiots. Yeah. So, uh, cause they're dumb, dumb, so they're stupid. Uh, Frank drags Joe ashore, still grasping the clothes of the unconscious boy. Joe scrambles up onto the bank, and they carry Lester out of the willows onto the grass. Uh, And then 
keeping in, in line with the rewrites, we get this, this resolution. First aid was immediately rendered. Lester was not seriously hurt. Nice. He had swallowed a great quantity of water, and the blow on the head had stunned him, but after a while, he stirred and opened his eyes. The old man looked relieved, although the other two <laughs> men watched the scene with indifference. And what oh, sort of cold-hearted oh, butthead do you have yeah. to be to like Watched watch this boy sputter to life, cough up water, yeah. almost <laughs> die, this harrowing scene. Everyone's exhausted, and they're like, hey, did you see who won the game last night? Yeah. I don't know if you saw my rope, but it hit his fingers. Somebody owes me a, a new rope, toss. by the way. My rope was broken. <laughs> rope ain't free. Oh. <laughs> rope ain't free. I like that a lot. That's a t-shirt right there. Hey, that's the t-shirt he's wearing, and he just sort of taps at it with his eyebrows raised. Like, hey, boys. You guys know what I say. <laughs> I rope say, ain't free. Rope ain't free. There's no such thing as a free rope. <laughs> that's where the saying comes from. Oh. Oh, yes. Yes. Ah. And at this whole time, Joe still doesn't have his shoes. No, it's still... Are Frank's shoes still untied? See, that's a, it's, it said so that he could slip out of them easier, but it never told us whether or not he did. Or if he just yeah. wanted to make this more challenging by having... <laughs> oh, like, doing it in, <laughs> in like, scuba flippers. Oh... <laughs> uh, Poor, poor, poor Frank. Uh, so uh, Lester finally is able to sit up, and his first question was, who saved me? It's a good question. Frank, That's the first thing I would say, too, not what happened. I would say, who saved me? Yeah. Because they're about to get a kiss. Who's <laughs> <laughs> my prince? As I'm drooling blood, and I'm still coughing up water. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come give me a kiss, now. Nah. Uh, Frank indicated his brother. Joe did. Lester struggled to his feet and gratefully shook Joe's hands. I don't know how to thank you. But I'm grateful. And Joe was embarrassed. Oh. He said it was him, really, indicating Frank. He said if it hadn't been for him, we'd have both been in the rapids by now. So selfless boys. Yeah. Absolutely selfless boys. And they were about to have a huge crack in the mystery, but they were so selfless that they refuse it right at the end of this chapter. Um, and you have not read this chapter yet. I have not read this chapter. There is a, uh, a little Easter egg in the end of this chapter, oh, a little, yeah. a little we it's as got some the candy in it. We as the the those who see the future, you and I. Uh, yeah, we know we know the opportunity that is about to be missed. But oh, uh, so Lester says, you know, thank I have the both of you to thank. Then you risked your lives for me. Uh, and so they say the old guy's like, well, stay away from the mill race. I've told you fifty times. Uh, I'm sorry, Uncle Doc. Answered the boy. And so there's that dockle. Oh, look at that. Uncle Doc. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Um, have you ever seen... There's a, a YouTube video called Broke Back to the Future. No, but that sounds awesome. It, that sounds fantastic. It's a, they recut a trailer from the Back to the Future movies to make it look like a love story between Marty and Doc. Doc and Marty. Um, and it's just nice. using actual scenes from the movie, and it's really, really well done. <laughs> but there's the part in it where they... Uh, where they're like together and somebody comes in the barn where they've got the car and Marty panics. He's like, this is my doc, uncle, uncle doc. <laughs> and he says that. <laughs> and that's where I went to. I'll, I'll send you that link. Yes. Yes. I'll never be able to watch the movie the same way again. Oh, it's really well done. You're going to love it. <laughs> um, 
So better take the kid inside and let him dry his clothes, advised Markle roughly, gesturing to Lester. We'd better get back to work. Joe's clothes were soaked, but the offer evidently did not include him. Uh, Have you got a fire in the mill? Joe hinted, hopefully. Uncle Doc glanced at Markle, who shook his head in a surly manner. No, Lester can go to bed until his clothes dry. Uh, And so this is the same as the rewrite of after after they saved Ken Blake, Joe's trying to, like, they're trying to use it to be like, hey, why don't you let us in the mill so we can look around? I'm wet, too. And they're like, nope, you're on your own. Um, nice. And so Chet starts sort of bothering them about, you know, what are your milling prices? My dad could use some milling. Oh, yeah, a little payoff for that setup earlier. Yeah, and uh, alas, they uh, they give their prices, and they're too high. They go back and forth. Um, and then uh, the one of the guys says, well, uh, where are you from? They're like, we're from Bayport. He's like, well, you better hurry or you're going to be late for supper. And so the (laughs) broad hint was not lost on the boys. It was clear to them the men wanted to get rid of them. Uh, So they decide they're going to go swim further up the river so Joe can have a chance to dry his clothes. And this seemed to remind Uncle Doc of the fact that Joe had, after all, saved Lester's life. He reached for his pocket. Uh, And this, this scene is the Easter egg. So he reaches for his pocket. He's like, I'd like to reward you for saving the lad, he said. Joe shook his head, and when Uncle Doc took two $5 bills from his pocket and offered them to the boys, one to Frank and the other to Joe, they disclaimed any intention of accepting money for what had plainly been their duty. But no sooner had Uncle Doc extended the the bills that the other man, Kurt, Hmm. we just get his name all of a sudden. That's the first (laughs) time. Uh, The other man, Kurt, gave a muffled explanation and stepped forward. uh, Muffled exclamation, excuse me. He snatched the money from Uncle Doc's hands and quickly turned around with his back to the boys. The interruption was only for about a second because Kurt at once wheeled about and extended the money again. He said, my mistake. I thought he was only offering you a dollar each. You deserve five. It's all right. Here, take it. And he puts the five dollars back. And they're like, no, 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 no. And so Kurt puts the money back in his pocket. and he's like, all right, I suppose there's no use arguing, uh, but we're very grateful. Well, we need to get back to work. And so they go inside uh, and the boys go swim. But my thought, <laughs> and that's the end of the chapter. And to me, what obviously happened was that Uncle Doc was giving him counterfeit bills. Yes, absolutely. And at first, Kurt was like, don't pay them. And then he was like, oh, these are the counterfeits. Yeah. Go ahead. And the boys, because they refused, missed this. That would have been the it's smoking crucial gun. crucial piece of evidence. Yeah. yeah, if you know that there are some counterfeit situations going on and they're these creepy people and they're giving you a five, I mean... If they're coming out of the middle with, look with at the money, I would at least hands. set it on fire and see if it burns red. Yeah. yeah. Just, Cause, just like you know, in... <laughs> in Rush, Rush Hour, hour two. 2, baby. <laughs> You're darting. Which I'm, Okay, so I'm looking at this last line. And I think this is actually fantastic. Let's go on up the river so I can throw these clothes over a hickory limb and get them dried out before we start back home. I like that he chose a hickory limb. That, that's like, to me, like, that paints a picture of that was their cologne. The hickory? The hickory limb, yeah. yeah. You choose what limb to put your, like, a lot of people just smelt like a taxi cab because they put it over the pine trees. Oh. Uh, no, 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 not them. They're doing the hickory. I think They're going to smell like... Like uh, like old brute. 
I think it <laughs> I also don't know shows. Yeah, I don't know what that smells like. Um, yeah, it also shows that they're not going right back to the willow trees that were right at the top of the rapids. They're not going to swim there. Oh, they're going to go to where yeah. the hickory trees are, safer part of the river. Safer part of the river. Yeah. Although, <laughs> let's go on up the river. I would imagine you would go down the river because it's probably safer down the river. If you're swimming yeah, why up would the you river, you just have the chance to be drifted you're back down. Well, you're going against the current, where if you're swimming yeah. upstream, you could just get dragged down right into these same rapids that they just did this massive two-chapter rescue from. Yeah. Go down. Go down yeah. past the rapids. Go in the bay. What's... Man, this has been bugging me. What is the movie where... A... Is it in Bushwhacked where there's a bunch of kids in the water and then another? <laughs> is that what it's from? Where the kids are in the water and then one person's on top of a branch and they're grabbing them up? I think it's Gordy. Gordy's hanging down from a branch. He's like, grab my hand. And it's the girl and she can't swim. Pretty sure that's from Bushwhack. I'm an educated the- man, but I just <laughs> can't speak to the plot points of Bushwhacked. Bushwhacked. <laughs> and that's on me. Yeah, that's that's your fault, my friend. That is a uh, cinema classic. Yeah. Right, it's in right my up top ten. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. That in is, yeah, in two Bush American Wacked. classics. <laughs> <sighs> well, that concludes chapter nine, and that and does. the next chapter, chapter uh, ten, is called the new boat. So, oh yeah, I'm guessing we're about Boys to get into uh, the same thing, but. In the rewrite, to speculate, we, have, we haven't made this, uh, we haven't made it into chapter 10 or beyond yet, but in the rewrite, they take their boat up the Willow River, and that's when they get, like, ambushed and knocked out and tied to the, the bow of their boat and stuff, and I can't see them taking their boat all the way up the Willow River to the mill again. Because, no, it's physically impossible. Yeah, now we have this raging, boiling river. <laughs> yeah, the boiling is the best yeah. part. Just makes me question that coat even more. Foam and spray. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they're on. They're on Mars or something. No, Mars is cold. <laughs> oh, I get what you're going for, yeah, though. They're, I get what you're going the for. Sun. There we go. Now you've got it. I know what you're thinking. How can we live on the sun? We'll go at night. That's funny. Is that from something? That's like a classic joke. Uh, yeah. About like, I, I, the, the way I heard it is uh, this astronaut and a Russian cosmonaut are talking, and the Russian's like, well, you went, you, you were the first to make it to the moon, but we will be oh, the, the first, first to make, make it, it to the, the sun. sun. And the American's like, how are you possibly going to go to the sun? You'll burn up. And he goes, because we will go at night. <laughs> we'll go at night. <laughs> Yeah, I could see uh, that being something Lloyd Bridges says in something. <laughs> Classic Lloyd. Classic Lloyd Bridges. <sighs> Jeff Bridges' dad. Yeah, it's bonkers. Yeah. Bo Bridges' other... dad. Bo Bridge. Yeah, I was going to say, who's the other guy from uh, Rocket Man? And that's, yeah, Bo Bridge. Yeah. Bo Bridges. Yeah. Bo Bridges. They have the same last name. It's plural both times. Yeah. Bridges. Yeah, but Bo Bridges sounds like they need Mo Bridges. Yeah, let me get Mo Bridges, Bo Bridges. Mo Bridges, Mo Problems. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to stall for you because I'm not thinking of no darn rhyme. This is all on you. Well, whatever I Bread think puns. of, I hope it sticks when we get to the comparison part six. Yeah, that's not bad. 